check, check. Mic check. Presented by and by on PrepMX.com, taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody. It's noon Pacific, March 5th, 2015. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Presented by NFAB. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Whether you're listening live or listening on the archive, uh, we appreciate it, man. This show's going well. We, uh, we're pumped to do it for you. Thanks to the folks at Fly Racing. Did you know their light hydrogen gear has been revolutionized the world of lightweight racing apparel? Did you? Inspired by guys like Kennard and Short, their light hydrogen line has been re- fine-tuned over the past four years to set the standard in what riders expect out of gear. Unlike other lightweight companies out there that make uh, lightweight gear that other companies make out there the uh, fly racing light hydrogen line has kept all the premium features like a zipper lock and patented 2d buckle system watch for your favorite fly racing riders wearing the light hydrogen gear at a supercross near you for more information check out flyracing.com and follow them on social media at fly racing usa and of course nfab fantastic the guys at nfab geez i hope the nfab has that sweet again this weekend in daytona that is a sweet, sweet. Let's hope they have it. For the finest truck accessories money can buy, NFAB had you covered from step systems and light mounting solutions to bumpers and Jeep gear. Is our first guest? No, they have Jeep gear. Dress up your rig with the hottest looking, hardest working accessories available. N-Fab.com. Of course, they support the sport with the uh, Yamaha off-road team of Randy Hawkins as well as the uh, JGR Yamaha team with uh, Barsha, Filthy Phil, and Weston Pike. One hour of Daytona Supercross Talk, 702-586-7857. Give us your call now if you want to uh, talk Daytona or talk the series in general, whatever you want. Jason Wygant and Chase Stallo on today to uh, debate the Daytona and uh, look ahead to the race that was and maybe look a little bit back at was at the Atlanta Supercross and what's going on. Uh, we're going to give away a Fly Kid Strider bike today. That's right, but we're going to do it to the archive people again. Uh, well, everybody, but we're going to let the archive listeners have a chance at it. Uh, so what you want to do is email contest at pulpamexshow.com, contest at pulpamexshow.com for your chance to win a Fly Kids Strider bike. And I don't know what we'll do from there. We'll just let Fly pick a random number. I don't know. Figure that out. But just uh, just put in the subject line, Fly Bike, Fly Kids Bike, Strider Bike, and uh, we'll get right to you. Again, 702-586-7857. Give us a call if you want to talk uh, uh, motor, uh, moto, uh, Daytona. What do you like about Daytona? Do you like the old Daytona? Do you like the new Daytona? What do you think? Uh, right off the bat, calls already on hold. Uh, let's go to Chris. Chris, what's up, man? Thanks for calling the show. Hey, what's happening? What's up? What's happening? Nothing. So, just to go back a little bit, I went to both Daytona races. I had my uh, big piece of deep dish pizza. Spice. What do you mean, both Daytona races? What are you talking about? I'm sorry, Daytona. I'm in Atlanta. I'm sorry, man. Ah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, Atlanta. So. Yeah. And you hit it right. You said earlier on one of the other shows that it was like, 
deep dish pizza once a year is great, but twice it was like there was no toppings on it. Kind of like yeah, I just the crowd wasn't in it. The tits weren't as exciting, but it was still better to have two races than just one. For, it uh, uh, it wasn't the same. It was nothing wrong with it, but it was just another St. Louis Indianapolis Supercross. You know what I mean? Which is fine. Uh, cheese pizza. It wasn't the normal Atlanta packed energy sold out stadium people losing their minds atlanta supercosses that's all so um yeah i, I mean Iser david Iser from dmxs can deny it all he wants but it's the way i felt now is it true i've been going for the last 12 years and definitely electricity was not there but the pits were definitely easy to get around oh, for sure, yeah. two races so yeah no absolutely so you, so you went to both of them you uh paid the full ticket price and everything the whole deal went I, to both of them yeah i did i did i did and then uh I got the I got the big pepperoni on the one piece of pizza when uh, Pike threw that big whip out there on Reed. Oh yeah, that was, yeah, uh, that was sweet. Yeah. Hey, and how that about a bonus. but in a way for you, like a, a fan, like I'm not kidding, folks who haven't been to Atlanta, you couldn't move in the pits. It was almost unbearable. There was so many people in there. <laughs> it was unbearable. It was, and so like a guy like me, I had to sneak behind trailers and trucks and to try to get anywhere in there. And, you know, if you're a fan, you're just stuck there, man, and it's a little frustrating. So, in a way, two Atlantas was good because you really could roam the pits a little more free and not feel like a, a, a caged-in chicken. <laughs> That's the truth. Um, I did have one about the – oh, real yeah. quick, I called last week. I had those NFAB bars ordered up, Nerf bars. They got them to me by Wednesday, and they're already on my truck. They're oh, awesome. awesome. You like them? Good? Yeah. Fit good yeah. everything? Yeah, they look great. Yeah. Fit like a glove too. Didn't have to move anything. These oh, off right fantastic. on. Fantastic. So. N-Fab.com. Go there. Support yeah. them. Scooter over there helped me out. He did a good job. All right. So what about Daytona? Uh, Daytona. I just. I'm sure you're going to talk about it, but it's kind of preemptively. Like, what's your opinion of why the track has changed from what it was? Not quite as gnarly. And yeah. Yeah, what... we are going to talk about that with Wagan. Just stick. Stay tuned. Let's. Wagan and I are going to break this down. That's one of my topics right at the top. Um, I. I. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't like it as much. I, it, they kind of went from, you know, gnarly moto in the middle of the day, 30 people main events, to a, a hybrid between those two, which I thought was okay. And now the last few years, man, it has just been, you know, pure supercross, really. So Yeah. Well, it's only five hours from here, so we're thinking about going down. Yeah. But, but I mean, sure, the yeah. attendance is better than ever. Uh, I remember there used to be barely anybody there in the middle of the day, relatively speaking. And, uh, now it's at night. It's cooler. They open up the tarmac. The, uh, the attendance is great now. Um, they so okay. in, in one way, I think the race has gotten worse, but it's better from the fan standpoint. So, yeah, who okay, knows? Cool. So, um, um, yeah, thanks for calling, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, Steve. Bye. Right. Oh, by the way, I'm Steve Mathis. Uh, that guy over there in the corner uh, who barely made it here on time, barely. The Tits Legendary. Hi, Steve. Hi, Tits. Hi. Twenty six seconds. 20, yeah, better believe it. Get that call. Uh, Tits and I are, are uh, we're on Strava with our mountain bikes, and uh, so he went. He moved closer to my end of town here, and he went out and uh, broke my segment. I had a segment record, um, and then you he went out and broke it, and then I went out yesterday, and I was determined to knock him off, and I put in a lot of effort, and I came up twenty six seconds short. Uh, of an, I think an eight-minute segment or something. So um, I may go out today and try to make up those 26 seconds somewhere so I can get back to being king of the mountain uh, uh, and, and knock tits off. So screw you, tits. 
Oh, by the way, I think Dungy's going to win this weekend. His first ever Daytona win. Me too. Scott, what's going on, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? How are you? Oh, I can't complain. Just at work. Yeah, why not? Why not call in and listen to the show on work, right? That's what you do. When you own the business, you do whatever you want, right? Oh, I hear you. What's up? Thanks for calling. Hey, I saw the uh, Trey Kennard incident at Atlanta. I was yeah. sitting right there. Yeah. Yeah, you know uh, where Reed washed the front end out? Yeah. Well, they went over that triple-double. Triple-double. And Nicoletti was getting lapped. Yeah. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. We're, we're, oh, yeah. We're, and he, we're uh, so Nicoletti rolled onto that. They were going table. like triple yeah, they were going the table. table. right? Yeah, Nicoletti was on the table, and Kennard clipped them, sent Nicoletti off the track, and then Kennard went over the berm. So the it was fil- before the triple triple. Filthy Phil's fault. It was. All right, what do you know? Shocker. And you know what I'm gonna bring know? I mean, you know I'm gonna bring that up with him this weekend. Costing yeah, ask him about it. That's, that's probably, probably went a, down. It's um, probably a twenty thousand dollar mistake by Kennard in the bonuses difference between second and third. So oh, that's a lot of money. Good job, Phil. Um yeah, it uh, it's interesting to uh, to see that. No one I talked to saw it. Like seriously, the T V didn't catch it. I asked I asked five or six people. In the press box, I'm like, where did the canard go off? What happened? And no one saw it. So, uh, kind of weird, but thanks, Scott. Yeah, thanks for clearing that up. Hey, not a problem. You guys have a good one. All right, thank you, man. Appreciate it. All right, let's get to our first guest uh, on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show presented by NFAB. Uh, he's going to be announcing Daytona this week. And that's right, he's back, bitches. Jason Wygant, Racer X online editor. What's up? Was there evidence? Was there just canard? Crash evidence? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Filthy Phil wow. caused it. Filthy Phil caused it, which is uh, awesome. Um, fi- oh, oh, you've got it. <laughs> was he um, rolling the uh, over under? Was that the problem? <laughs> no, uh, I wouldn't have blamed him though. No, Canard went to go triple onto that table after the, the section where Dakota's passed him, and, uh, yep. and 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 Phil was rolling it, and Canard either tagged him or something got all squirrely and I'd go off the track. So good job, Phil. Wow, it really did happen. Yeah. Hey, um, yeah. Daytona this weekend, you're announcing. You're back. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I get my one. I always say I have 12 weeks of glory. That's on TV. I do get this one. What does this count for? It's three-quarter of a glory. It's not live uh, TV, but no, it's something. I, yeah, I think it's pretty cool to, to say you're announcing at the Speedway, they, you know, down at the Speedway. So. Yeah, and for, for those that haven't been there, I, I know you're going to badmouth the race and say it's the worst of the year because they don't have a good press box and – uh, accommodations for you and the two other journalists that follow the series full time. Actually, you know, they're all photographers. So the only two people that go and don't shoot photos are me and you. So there's literally one person to accommodate this weekend. It would be you. So, uh, no. sorry about your luck. Yeah. There's okay. no reason to have a press box that works at this event. Well, I'm not saying, how, okay, you don't need a press box, but you, there's like your passes don't get you anywhere that, would give you a viewing area because the grandstands fill up uh, on the pit row side, fill up with family, friends, people who are there to, to watch their loved ones race. You can barely see jack shit from there anyways because it's such a spread out facility. You can't stand up on the stage or go anywhere like that. There's Across the way, you can't get into the, the area where the fans are. Like You literally, as a journalist, you have nowhere to go to watch the race other than the, 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 the concrete uh, by the pit row, and you can't see jack crap doing that. There's literally nowhere to go. I've realized now how this can possibly work. Cause I used to wonder myself, but uh, 
And you definitely can't think about that. You also cannot have a computer with you in any of these areas. There's literally not a no. desk or a table. You're just standing. That's what I mean. Um, and you can't see nothing. Yeah, but then I figured out why. This Supercross and motocross are the only motorsports on earth where you're actually expected to actually watch the race. The way they taught a press box is that, you know, that press building that's like, yeah. you know, not even anywhere close to the track. Because every other sport, be it Daytona 200 road race, NASCAR racing, anything else they do there, you, as a reporter, you go to the race to talk to the drivers before the event and after, and then you sit in that room and watch it on TV. That's what you do. So there you go. There's your, there's your answer. You just sit in that room and watch it on TV and then go and do your podcast after. Sounds good, right? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, great, great. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, that's why don't I just is. why don't I just stay in Vegas and call them up before and after? It's ridiculous. It's, it's the worst race of the year. It's the worst race of the year, folks. Wow. Security guards are terrible. Wow. Security guards are terrible. Hotels are very expensive. Uh, it's a pa- pain wow. to walk everywhere. The pit setup is atrocious. It's the worst race of the year. All right. Now you know how, you know why you're lucky. What Daytona is the only group that doesn't have like a group of people that would listen to this show and then call you or call your boss. <laughs> Very angry that you said that. <laughs> well, hey, so whatever. You're very lucky. What? Yeah, you're very lucky. Uh, I don't think it though is cool. I mean, the Daytona atmosphere, especially the last couple of years, like the crowd keeps getting bigger. They brought the people down on the uh, yeah. the pavement. It's pretty sweet, and usually, you know, the weather's kind of kind of fun. You know, it's like a I don't know. There's like electricity in the air, man. It's it's pretty cool. The atmosphere. It's not quite a motocross, not quite a supercross. I really like it. Um, for what I'm doing, but there's only three of us that are announcing, so yeah, it doesn't really count. Oh, uh, you like it because they pay you. That's why you like it. That's that's the only reason you like it. They pay you. Otherwise, you would not like it either. Oh, as uh, as uh, announcing gigs go, though, this is one of the more fun ones. Um, all right, let's. Hey, let's. Enough of that. Enough about you and me and our problems. Um, yeah. What about Daytona now? Compared to back in the day, did you ever go back in the day, middle of the day, thirty people, thirty no. man, main events? No, main? I never did. I always had to do. I mean, I spent the first probably eight years I went to Bike Week. I did not go to the Daytona Supercross because I had to. I was just living in the woods for the GNCC folks. <laughs> like we had back-to-back races within five days. I never made it. So the first time I ever went, believe it or not, was only two thousand eight when I announced. That's the first time I ever went to the Daytona oh, wow. Supercross. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Previous years, I went to Daytona Bike Week and didn't go to the Supercross. Wow! From ninety yeah. from ninety six to oh three, they ran it in the middle of the day, thirty man main event, which was always good because my rider was guaranteed to make the main with thirty guys on the line. And uh, in the middle of the day, but there really wasn't anybody there. The attendance wasn't great. It was uh, more of a road race centered around the Daytona two hundred road race back then. So then they they put it they started putting it on Friday nights and Saturday nights. The track was sort of a hybrid Supercross slash. Uh, old school Daytona, and now I say it's more Supercross than ever. It is it's, even those first few years under the lights, starting in '04, it was a bit of a mixed bag, and the lap times were long, and it was more Supercrossy than ever. But it was still a mixed bag. Well, now, folks, we're we're, we're under a minute, where it's a full Supercross. Do we like it? Do we like this better? Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't actually a huge fan of the the old way it was. Uh, you know me, I've said this before. I know that every fan of her thinks the answer to everything is longer, rougher, faster, hotter, tougher is better. But, dude, there wasn't a single good battle for the win in any of those years ever. Like, it was no. just, yep. and your riders could probably test it. You're basically just trying to continue doing laps, just trying to get by. Absolutely. Not having a telephone pole or some pothole or something kill you. 
I mean, I know even guys that come over from the GPs who are expected like, oh, Tortelli, this is a supercross he'll do well on because he's a motocross guy. And he'd be like, yeah, but you don't have to time on-offs and triples and supercross whoops 28 minutes into a national moto like you do here. Uh, so I think softening it has actually made the racing a little bit better. Um, but it's still weird, man. Like, it's, with the layout they have to deal with, how narrow and long it is, there's only so much you're ever going to be able to do. Yeah. I just, I, yeah. I think, you know, they need to make it a little longer and tougher than a normal Supercross. And it is it is tougher than a normal it Supercross. Is, there yeah, is, but it's not even close to as tough as it was. No, no, sure. but, but I agree with you about the middle of the day. Uh, there were literally dudes getting lapped on the second or third lap. Like, they, just did, they did not have the endurance nor the skills to, you know, push and right. press on that kind of track. So you have a point. But I'd like to see a little more of a date, something yeah. special. But it's more—it's just like a supercross now that gets a little rough in between the jumps, you know. Um, yeah, and the corners—you know—you get those rugged, sandy turns, like they're one eighties, but they're not bull berms in the same way. Yeah, it's different. But in general, the one thing about Daytona, like the atmosphere is cool and the crowd is really big now and all that. But and I'm sure it's prestigious to say you won there. But man, you just don't see much action. You just don't. Yeah. And I, I have to assume that's something to do with the track. I mean, it can't be a coincidence. But when was the last time the 450 main, on like lap 17, guys are battling? And it doesn't happen every week anywhere, but it just about never happens in Daytona. You really see some guys' fitness, too. I mean, obviously you see it in the outdoor series, the 12-round outdoors. But Daytona, there are some guys that have had some epic fades that are really tired. And you're like, wow, okay, all right, you know. Yeah. Um, um, you know, because it is a, it well, like is said, a tough I race. more... It's more taxing in a way because, again, like, I think all these guys could almost ride the national track at 80% pace just on instinct. Like, if they're real tired, they just can back it down a little bit and still right. make it. Mm-hmm. But here you have to do – there's on-off jumps and triples and, and legit roofs you have to blitz. Like, you can't, you can't do that robotically when you're exhausted. That's what makes it hard. Yeah. 702-586-7857. Give us a call on Fly Race and Moto 60 Show presented by NFAB. Jason Wygant on the line. So I guess the big question is, Weege, is Roxon? I mean, he got eighth last week. Uh, he's battling an injured ankle ligaments, we believe. Um, is he? And this is the, probably the worst possible race for this uh, injury. But uh, yeah, when he rode this week, he's going to race and everything. But man, this is this is a big weekend. If he if he sees, I, I think if we see another, you know, lackluster performance, uh, eight, ten, somewhere like that, he may be uh, resting. He may be pulling out and resting a few rounds. Yeah, I agree, especially because you have the Dungy situation up front, and nothing is guaranteed in racing, but I think it would be impossible for anyone involved with Kenny to not have that enter their mind. Like, okay, we're almost 50 points down on a guy that's this consistent. It has to enter their mind, no matter how much anything can happen in racing. But, uh, and I think also that team's a, a, a they're a relatively new team, but they've got a lot of experienced people. I mean, I think they know better than to let's potentially really, really, really mess Kenny up forever just to keep scratching out points. Uh, you know, I think they're a little more patient than that. Did they expect to win the title this year? Did they want to? Yeah. But Kenny's only 20, man. I don't think they're going to take huge risks. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, and you also got a 1% chance. You'll have to jump Trey Kennard if something happens to Ryan Dungey. You know what I mean? So you'll have yeah. to maybe jump Eli Tomac. So it's not like you're all alone in second and you're going to hope for something to happen to Dunge. We'll see, though. We'll see what happens. Uh, I don't like his odds. If I mean, if I guess if he's riding this week, everything checked out okay. But man, it's going to be tough to uh, on a Daytona track to make that handle, make that happen. You know. Um, 
Man, last couple laps, I was watching him go to the whoops in uh, Atlanta there last week, and those were exceptionally bad whoops. Mm-hmm. But, dude, you, could, you almost could just see him wincing that left leg yeah. every time you hit one of those whoops. Like, can you imagine hitting those things with a bad ankle like that? Just yeah. kill. And no. you, the whole lap, you know it's coming. Hey, can you believe Ryan Dungey has never won Daytona? I'm going to stamp that he... No! I'm I'm gonna Crazy. I'm gonna stamp that he he breaks it his streak this week this weekend. I think he looks good. I like I, I think this is gonna be the weekend for him. Stamp it. So uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take a stamp on top of this. I'm gonna double stamp. Double stamp it. Um, yeah, too many things just going in his direction right now. Um, he's getting starts pretty much every weekend. You know, that's probably the only thing that could lead to your undoing. But I don't think it's gonna be a problem. There there are some other guys who are really good here, but he's obviously fit. Yeah. Yep. That's not a problem. This is inevitable. He has to win Daytona at some point, so why not now? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Eli Tomac crashed out a couple times, a couple times in practice last year, and ended up not even racing. Uh, JT likes him for the win. Um, he's he's sta- I know he's stamping for the win, but uh, I don't know, man. I I see I see Tomac can get back on the box, no problem. But uh, I just I still think that uh, you know I like Dunge better. But Tomac certainly his 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 podium in Atlanta that that was a big boost for him. I think Tomac, there's no doubt that when he, there's, there's certain tracks that get rough, and if he gets into kind of his flow, when he's feeling the flow, that he's probably the fastest guy of all. But it's just something you cannot count on. I mean, last year, remember, he won that. He won at Millville, you know, halfway through the year, and you're like, he's back, he's on it. Yeah. He was good the rest of the year, but he actually didn't win any more overalls. Like, the next level speed that he has, it's just so ridiculous that it's it's almost something you just can't count on. Uh, it happens a couple times a year. You know, it happened in the Nations this year. He was pissed, and he came from last to third. But to just any week, I think, just count on, oh, he's going to blaze through these guys and be seconds a lot quicker. Yeah. It could happen, but I don't think you can count on it consistently. With Kenny injured, obviously, uh, Dunge and Tomac and Kennard would be the next three guys for the podium. But I, I like Chad Reed uh, to pull through for a podium this week. He's something. He, Daytona's a special place for him. Always done well. Who knows what would have happened if he hadn't washed his front end last out last week. I, I think I think Reed's in for a – this is Captain Obvious speaking. I think Reed's in for a good weekend this this uh, at, at Daytona. Well, let me ask you this. I think Reed has pretty much at this point gotten to – the same grouping as that, as that Roxanne Tomac in our group, I believe. Like he, he has just as good a chance of doing all they do. What do you think? Well, he washed his front end out last week uh, while uh, in the lead. He was he in the lead, or was Pike still in the league when he did that? He was um, second at that point, but whatever. He's uh, yeah, up front. Yeah. Um, one Atlanta. Uh, the weekend before was Dallas. What happened to him in Dallas? Can't even remember. Tomac did not oh, get yes, revenge on yes. him. Incidentally, knocked him down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not so, retaliation. Not yeah, retaliation. not retaliation at all. No, nothing. Um, no. So, yeah, I mean, maybe you could make a case that he's right there, you know, uh, uh, with those guys. I think Daytona, he can definitely run with those guys. He's, he's, you know, how he is with the mental strength, and, and he loves Daytona. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him on yeah, the box this weekend. Yeah, he's smart. Like, I know yeah. that Chad's always been better at Supercross and outdoors, but – I think he's just so smart as far as picking lines and saving energy and all that. But always, dude, he's beating Carmichael straight up there. You know, 2005, Carmichael just couldn't get could, couldn't get him. Yeah, he's he's really good. Yeah. Actually, remember the that horrible year on Kawasaki in 2010 where he just showed up for practice out of nowhere. Yep, set the fastest time, put in the fast lap, and then didn't even race. Right? Yeah, no, absolutely. I was going to bring that up. Uh, let's get this. Yeah. Let's get some phone calls here. Snow, what's up? You got a question about Chad Reed? 
Yeah, you kind of just answered my okay. question. I was going to ask. Um, we all know you can't count Chad out ever, but uh, even with how he made that mistake at, uh, last weekend at Atlanta, do you think he could still carry the momentum from his win and then at least riding good at the heat race in the first two laps last weekend? Like, yeah, you can't yeah, count like him out in the sense that he, he just doesn't care. He always thinks that he can win, but what do you guys think? Yeah, I, th- I think he could, he could win Daytona this weekend, for sure. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yep. I, I don't. I, I would not be surprised if he won. I, um, I don't think he's the favorite. If this is Vegas, and I live in Vegas, I don't think he'd be the favorite to win. But he'd be right there, and uh, it wouldn't be a surprise to see him win. So, because yeah, he always rides really good there. I mean, absolutely. From, like, like what we said, '05 Carmichael, and then in '09 when he crashed at the start, I think with Stu. They had that. They had that pile up, and he came back and actually won. That was the J Law. That was the J Law year. Yeah, J right? Law yeah. was leading the whole right. the whole race, and then yep. But he came back and won. And then I think in thirteen, that bad year on the Honda, um, he uh, he I think he got fifth. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, but, he rode yeah. pretty good though. No, that was he's, the best he's, ride he's, of the year. Yeah, see, he's always he's always been there. Thanks, Snow. Thanks for calling, man. Appreciate I had it. one more question. A Weech, uh, though. All right, Weech go question. All right. Completely not right. related, but. Where? What happened to the wrestling tapes? Are we going to ever see them? No, no, they will never be seen. They will, they will not be seen. No, um, they would basically be me uh, ending my career. See, see what it's done to my child? <laughs> I bring the wrestling tapes. Uh, the goal was for Mathis and I to uh, no uh, do like a ten minute clip and comment on it, but we can't even find ten clean minutes. We couldn't find ten minutes that would not offend someone, so we yeah. we yeah we just didn't do it. So no, we can't. That's a Bummer. I was listening to the 2011 Vegas show the other day. Yeah, reminiscing, but uh, it was amazing. I was just like, you, you guys have to do something, but you got to keep a job too. No, yeah, these things. It wasn't like, so much the most offensive material. Honestly, Snow, it's not really, it's not really Weege that was being offensive. I have to say, honestly, he, he, it's just he would be associated with people doing offensive things. So it wouldn't, I got you. wouldn't work out. Thanks, thanks. Nick. I appreciate that. Right. Yeah, appreciate thanks, that. Guys. I don't think you were doing offensive things, Weech. Maybe a little bit, but not not like your not like your Thank buddies. You. Uh, Dustin, I did what I could. Dustin, you, you you say is Ricky the reason why the Daytona track sucks? I wouldn't say sucks. I just mean look at back from uh, say '05 or even 2000. Um, I'd have to say those are my favorite, you know, Daytona tracks. One day, one night, but right. It just seems like everything from them. Like even '05 was you know above a minute lap times. So it just seems like everything now, and I can't you know say it's just the 450s. But whether you know just the long straightaways and just yeah, I, I mean I can't I can't figure out why it seems so blah to me. It's a good question, Dustin, and Ricky does design the track. But I'd be surprised if Carmichael was the one to say, "Hey, you know, I want to make it because I think it was two years ago they made it drastically shorter." I I, I would be surprised if Carmichael was like, "Hey, you know what? I want to make it a little shorter." You know that that's I know you got to fit TV time. I understand yeah, that. Part, I think but. that's what it is. It was all done by the Speedway slash TV people to make this race, you know, easier to cover. Uh, and also, too, you got to remember there's sprinkler heads around. This so was only they're limited to where they can go. Um, I don't think I think Carmichael designs the track for the template he's given. Would you agree, Weege? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I he has more. It's not a complete like just a name association only. Like he does do some of the work, but. I think there's only so much that can be done. Plus, again, I don't know if that old school track, uh, again, it was gnarly for the fans, 
But were any of the riders Mathis? Did any of your riders ever pull off the track at Daytona and say, "Dude, that was so fun"? No, that was so no, great. Never, never. It was a, it was yeah. an ultimate test for sure. Yeah. So God, it's like everyone's pulling in the same direction. Let's shorten it. Let's make it a little more fun. Let's make it a little simpler. Let's make it easier. Yeah. I think everybody wants that. Sadly, that that's not what you want. <laughs> Still the worst race of the year, though, Dustin. Still the worst race of the year. So. Oh, geez. Oh, I appreciate it, guys. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you, man. Daniel, you want to know if there's going to be a surprise winner this weekend? Well, first off, I just want to say I do agree. Um, I like the older style Daytona. It kind of breaks up the monotony of the of what the Supercross season can become. But, yeah, I was just kind of curious. You know, we've seen some odd things. We saw J-Law lead almost a whole main event, and then with the mutter that cost Reed the race with the, with the bike failure, do you guys see any any possible surprises this weekend? And I'm not saying like a Ronnie Stewart type surprise, but someone outside the top three in each class that could really, really blow everyone away. Um, what do you think, Weege? I mean, a surprise winner. I think your winner is coming out of Reed, Tomac, Dungey, Kennard. There's your winner, and none of that would be a surprise. We were maybe going to have some rain, but it's looking like it's going to maybe sprinkle a bit on Saturday morning, and that's it. But a podium? Tickle Baggett, maybe, Weege? Yeah, Baggett's going to be a really hard one to figure out because I know we're all thinking that he does much better outdoors. He's been horrible play. I'd say that's the only say that's the only, the only because I think the deal with this track, it's still longer and rougher than the other ones, and the guys still get more tired. Kind of like Dean Wilson last year had all this speed, and it didn't work at all, like for 20 laps. You're, no one's going to just adrenaline race of their life just put together some amazing one-off performance. They could maybe do it for 10 laps, but eventually Dunn's just going to eat him up. Except maybe Baggett. And, and Tickle's been riding well, too. So I could see, I could see Tickle or, or Baggett getting on the podium. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Oh, awesome. thanks, All right, guys. Thanks for thanks, seeing you. Thanks, Daniel. All right, bye. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see uh, this weekend. Um, ben LeMay's back this weekend. Uh, people want to know uh, Ben LeMay, Mun Racing, Husqvarna. He's back this weekend, so that's a, that's a guy to add to the mix. I mean, he could be getting the main event and uh, and go from there. And of course, Baggett and Tickle. Um, I wanted to touch on those guys a little bit. And oh well, Weege, before we let you go, um, Jason Anderson. I, I was suggested to me to write a story about how Anderson isn't doing as well as he or we thought he would be, and why he's struggling. Uh, he's fifth in the points. Nothing wrong with Jason Anderson, right? No, I think um, this has actually been a really good season as far as injuries go. Like, everyone's pretty much still there. Mm-hmm. So you almost have to adjust your standards. Like, just because you're not getting podiums, I think, doesn't mean you've been sucking. I could see how someone just glancing at the results could see second at the first race and then no podium since and be like, what happened to that guy? Yeah, yeah. But you just got to look at who he's getting beat by and who his peers are. You know, he's as good as the other rookies. And I think to expect him to just consistently be better than Tomac Kennard uh, Dunge, a uh, rock somebody's healthy. It's just, yeah, just not realistic. So he's been the best guy almost every week. Yeah, he's been fine, no doubt about it. Although his his, his takeout of Pike this past weekend was pretty funny, but uh, yeah, it was good times. Um, all right, Jason Wygant, we'll let you go. Thank you for doing the Fly Race and Moto Sixty Show presented by NFAB. Always good stuff. I'll see you this weekend at the uh, worst possible race of the year. Yeah, uh, I believe your next caller on the line is uh, Big Bill France. Wants to talk to you about that. <laughs> Great, fantastic. Yeah, big fan uh, of your comment. <laughs> thank you. All right, we see you, man. Right. Uh, that's Jason Wygant, everybody. And uh, hey, we're going to give away a Fly Racing Strider Balance bike. They're industry-leading training bikes that help children as long as young as 18 months learn to ride how to 
on two wheels. Strider balance bikes focus on the fundamentals of balancing, leaning, and steering without things like pedals or training wheels to bug you. So we're going to give away a fly racing one of these things. God, what doesn't fly make? You know, my son used one of those. It uh-huh. wasn't a fly one, but it was a Strider bike. It helped create him into the amateur phenomenon that he is today. Oh, there we go. 26 seconds. Um, yeah, so wh- what you want to do is uh, just email contest at pulpamexshow.com, and we will uh, send all the emails and do a big thing and, and just randomly pick one, and uh, Fly Racing will give you one of those Strider bikes. So that's pretty cool. And uh, obviously, to Fly Racing, uh, they're entering into the brand-new uh, high-end boot category with their Sector boot. Uh, it, this thing's got an inner booty. It's got, the, it's got some torsion uh, Hinges for your ankle protection and uh, black or white, fantastic boot. Doing well. Adam Entenap runs it, and uh, this is their their jump into the premium boot market. So uh, check them out, flyracing.com. And NFAB, uh, forgot to ask Wygan about Jeep uh, steps for, N- for uh, NFAB Jeep steps for his Jeep. But uh, they make them, as well as uh, uh, step systems, light mounting solutions, and bumpers and everything else. Uh, N-Fab.com, probably built in Houston, Texas, U.S. of a. So thanks, everybody, for listening to the Fly Race and Moto 60 show presented by NFAB. Great calls, giving away a Strider bike. So uh, just email us, and uh, we'll get you on the list, as they say. 702-586-7857. Still a few lines open if you uh, want to talk supercross, want to talk what's on your mind. Let's get to our next guest. He is uh, RaceRex Online's Chase Stallo. Chaser, what's up, man? Yeah, what's going on, man? You are uh, coming this weekend. Well, we're hoping so. We got about a foot of snow yesterday, so. <laughs> oh, man. Snowed in currently, but, uh, yeah, uh, it should be there. All, if everything goes according to plan. Um, yeah, it's, uh, how far a drive is that for you? Uh, I'm flying, so oh. about a, about a two-hour, three-hour yeah. flight. Sweet, so, awesome. Yeah. yeah, fantastic. Good to hear. Um, Daytona, you like it? You like going to it? What what do you what do you think about it as a race as a as a whole, the whole package compared to the other sixteen rounds of the Monster Energy AMA uh, Supercross series? Um, I like it from a fan's perspective. I think it's great. Um from our perspective it's a little difficult, um, because you don't necessarily have a press box or anything like that. So it's a it's a little tough um to get stuff done, you know, because we need basically computers um mm-hmm. but man yeah i mean i think it's a great venue and and i really like the changes they did this year i mean it looks really cool um so yeah i mean all in all i think it's i think it's just a great change from you know get out of the stadiums it's, it's mm-hmm. different it's you know it's usually warm um which is nice <laughs> especially coming from where we're at um yeah all in all i think it's a great race for sure i uh yeah, I think it's the worst one to cover as a media guy all year. You know, it's just uh, passes aren't great. You can't really watch it from anywhere. We've been lucky to have NFAB hook us up the last couple of years, and we're still working on that this year, Chase. But um, it's a little different. I'd like to see it not so – I mean, last year the lap times were not long at all, and I'd like, and this year it looks about the same. So I'd like to see a little longer track. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately I think that's just a TV thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't run the risk of – you know, I, I think we're very lucky to have all 17 races live. So mm-hmm. if that comes at the cost of, you know, tuning down Daytona for 10 seconds, I mean, I'm okay with that. Um, you know, and just unfortunately, that's just the way it is. I mean, a couple of years ago when it wasn't live and it was tape delayed, they could do that stuff. Um, right. But if you also remember, you know, sometimes they cut out the LCQs and then people were pissed about that. So, yeah, yeah you really <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, it's just the way it is. I don't think. 
we're ever going to get to a point in time where, you know, Fox Sports is going to want to run long on Supercross. Um, yeah. It's just not going to happen. 702-586-PULP. Give us a call. We've got a few lines open. Let's get to Alan. Alan, what's up? Thanks for calling. What's your question? Hey, uh, my question is, um, what do you guys think on Canard's chances of the championship? I mean, I know Dungey's got it kind of locked. I'm a huge Canard fan. So I'm hoping for him. But it's not looking like it's too awesome. <laughs> what do you think, Chase? Um, I would agree. I mean, it's not too awesome. But, man, he's there if anything happens. He's been riding so consistent, which, you know, for Canard, unfortunately, sometimes you see those big crashes or, or him right. maybe pushing it a little too far. So, I mean, I think this year is probably – I think it's his best year in the 450 Supercross for sure. Um, yeah. And I actually like the way he's riding, man. I mean, you have to you have to be that consistent to – win a championship is, is Dungey showing. So, yeah, you know, he's there. there. Um, I, I, he would have to win a lot of races going, going home, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and hasn't the last couple of rounds, hasn't he had the fastest um, the fastest lap of the main and everything? Yeah, two rounds in a row. Two rounds? Okay, yeah. Well, I guess he's going to need it more than that in a row. But, yeah, I, I, he looks really good. And I, uh, I wonder where he would be if they took out that one, you know, that would get together with Reed and he finished 11th that time. Um, if you, you know, if he'd finished on the podium that night where he would be. Yeah. We talk about that. Know. We've talked about that a little bit, like that black flag and look, uh, uh, you know, ifs and buts and candies and nuts, but yeah, yeah. Canard's within, within 15 or so of this title of, of Ryan Dungey right now. Chad is fourth in the points or right there, right. Fourth in the points instead of being sixth or seventh or whatever. Like, it was a far-ranging decision for both of those guys. So, right. Um, but, you know, truthfully, Canard uh, landed on Chad. Canard made, made a poor decision and landed on Chad. So, you know, that yeah. wasn't really anybody's fault but Trey. So, you yeah. Know, I, I, but, uh, I'm yeah. a huge Trey fan, but i yeah. got to agree with you. That was a bad decision on his part. Yeah, no, absolutely. But, um, yeah, things, things would be changed. You're right, Alan. No doubt about it. So. Hey, by the way, I don't really care because people get it wrong all the time, but it's Alan with the C at the beginning. Callan. <laughs> oh, it's Callan. Okay. All you right. got it. All right. Thanks, bud. Hey, see ya. See ya. Maybe it's that chair tits. Maybe it's just the chair that does it. You know? Autocorrect. Yeah. <laughs> I put a C in there because I started with a K and he's like, no, it's a C. I'm like, all right. And hey, apparently it doesn't say Callan. I see it. It says now. Alan. You know what? You're right. I'm sorry. Absolutely. You're right. All right. Um,. Chaser, let's talk a little 250s here. Uh, Muskan, Jeremy Martin, and Bogle are certainly, uh, the last two races anyways, they have uh, finished top three in the points. Any reason to think someone else can get in there more consistently? I like those three guys. I mean, obviously things happen and mistakes happen, but I I do think those three are pulling away a little bit here. Yeah, I mean, obviously they're they're the is kind of the top echelon right now, and it's going to be hard. Um, I think Joey Savage, he's kind of right there. Um, you know, I know he had a kind of a bad weekend last weekend, kind of salvaged it with a fourth. Um, he's there. You know, Lemoyne, Freeze, those kind of guys, but I think, yeah. Uh, I think I, yeah, I don't think Lemoyne or Freeze can beat those three guys we just talked about straight up. No, I mean, it would take a good start, um, which, you know, some of these tracks we've seen, I mean, that's mm-hmm. – Pretty much all there is, you know what I mean? So I, what I mean, I don't think they're going to be, be – I think those three are there consistently. I don't think anybody else gets up there right. and, and kind of knocks them off. And I think it's a big weekend for Martin and Bogle. Um, 
I don't think you want to give Muscat another, you know, another win, yeah. another more confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, I think this is a big weekend for Jeremy Martin because I think probably many people think he's the favorite. Uh, yeah, uh, going into this weekend, Jason Thomas told us uh, that he he's picking Jeremy Martin for the win this weekend too, being uh, Daytona, being a little rougher and all that. So, if 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 Moose Can goes out there and puts on another clinic, those guys could be in trouble. You're right. Yeah, and if anything, just more mentally. I mean, you know, I think they know they can win, but man, mm-hmm. it's to to let Muskin get out to another ten second runaway. Man, yeah. that just hurts. <laughs> yeah. So do, so do you do you think Martin can do it? Do you think he's going to win? If you, had, um, if you if you had to put yeah, odds on I think it, you can win. Um, I, I don't know. I think it's fifty fifty. Him, Musk, and Bogle, man. I think it's kind of hard to say right now, but yeah, I think Jeremy's definitely the favorite for sure. Um, yeah, seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. We got a few lines open. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. People tell me I say that too quickly. So, um, one of the things uh, Mike Larocco, Bogle's manager, was telling me last weekend was that Bogle's fitness isn't quite there yet. Um, from his off-season surgery and everything. And when you think about Daytona, even though it's much easier, quote-unquote, than it used to be, it still takes some fitness. We've seen some epic fades from guys. So maybe Bogle's fitness might hold him back a little bit this weekend. Yeah, it may. And uh, that was our big question coming into the season was, is Bogle, you know, maybe not healthy, but is he fit? Has he had enough time to, to recoup, to get on his training schedule? And I think, you know, that's kind of where he was last year coming in mm-hmm. um and then i think if you i think it was around detroit and i think detroit was right after daytona last year if i remember correctly and that's kind of when he started putting it all together and yeah mm-hmm. you can say yeah. ac got hurt davos got hurt but man he was riding Bagger. really well got hurt. even when those guys were there so yep. it'll be interesting to see him in the next couple weeks where he's at uh jimmy uh, jimmy d Nice ride this past weekend in Georgia, in, uh, in the Georgia Dome, round two. Uh, balls out pass on Tonus at the end there. But uh, good ride by Dakotas. What do you ex- – this is kind of more what we expect to see, five to ten, right? Yeah. I mean, I, that's what I expected to see at the beginning of the year. Um, and, and don't you always kind of see it – it's funny that when these guys actually start to have some fun is when they do well. Um, I remember Dean a couple weeks or years ago – uh, you know, he had won, and he was like, man, I just started having fun. You know, some of these guys, especially Dakotas, you know, he went and got Bailey. He went and got um, Tim Kreister, uh, Racer X. You know, I think he was really going for it this year, and he was probably, like he said, just put too much pressure on himself. So it was nice to see, you know. Yeah. He went out and just had some fun, let loose, and, man, probably just came in way more relaxed um, than anything. Mm-hmm. Who's been your surprise guy in 250 East so far? Who's been the surprise to you? I mean, maybe Lemoyne, he had a bad Atlanta too, but uh, I, I think Lemoyne's been smooth and steady for the most part through three rounds. Yeah, um, that was Lemoyne last year, though, so that's not too big of a surprise. I, I don't really think there's a, a huge surprise. Um, I mean, Gannon Altet's been really good. He has um, been, yeah, you're right. That's a good one. You know, I mean, he's he... been good, and, and Colt Nichols' qualifying times at least have surprised me. Um He's had his troubles in the main, but man, what was he six in Atlanta one? Yep. Um, yeah. Well, other than that, I think it's kind of kind of fallen into place. I think RJ Hampshire would have been better. Um, I think that big crash at um, the opener probably set him back a little bit. But you know, I don't think you can really fault a guy for injury. Um, no. 
and, and Jordan Smith maybe, but man, that was his first race. He's coming back from injury too. So were you surprised? Yeah, that, were you surprised to see Jordan Smith not qualify? Yeah, I was. Yeah, um, and I've seen him at the Monster Cup. Man, he's got Supercross skills. Um, so I don't think it was anything like that. But you know, like I was, I was telling Weed earlier, like yeah, Jeremy Martin didn't qualify for his first, you know, two main events. Um, so you know, I don't think it's the end of the world for him. Um, but yeah, it, it was shocking. Uh, I'll say that I, I didn't expect that for sure. You know, you made a good point about your surprise guy back there, uh, Gannon Audet. You look at the points; he's 14th in the points, and Jimmy Dakotas. You could make a case is on the same level as Audet, but uh, Jimmy D probably has a bit more support. But other than that, everybody ahead of Audet is in a truck. You know, yeah, and 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 and, and has a good ride or a decent ride, anyways. Um, and so Audette is for sure making the most with the least. And don't forget his factory star rider, uh, star Yamaha rider a few years ago. And he's been around for a while. He's a veteran already in this, in the 250 class, but you're right. Well, uh, it, Audette's having a good season. It's, it's funny with him. It's just, it's what injuries can do to you. I mean, he was a star rider the following year. He's out in Dallas, the opening round. The next year he's out in Dallas. Out in Dallas and then all yeah. of a sudden you're out of the scene, man. Nobody remembers you, yeah. you know, and that's, Unfortunately, kind of how the sport goes. I mean, if, you know, after that star ride that following year, if he could have kind of, you know, worked himself back into that top 10 range, maybe got another ride. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now five years later, it's, he's probably struggling getting to races. Um, just shows you how quick that stuff can kind of flip. And uh, why, don't we, why, don't, why don't we do a privateer profile with him, bro? Get on that. Race her yeah, on get the, on it, man. He's good. He's under the. You get on, you get on it. And heroes. You yeah, get on it. I'll get on it. I'm, I'm get busy. on it now. Yeah, I'm busy. <laughs> get someone on it. Um, and uh, Anthony Rodriguez has shown some speed, but uh, he's got to be able to uh, stay on the bike. And this past week in Atlanta, too, he did stay on the bike. Got an eighth. Good job by, for A-Rod. Yeah, I think he did it day one, too, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Another eighth. Um, another guy, man. Tons of speed, which, you know, like we like to say, you can't teach speed. So if he can just kind of harness his speed again mm-hmm. and, and kind of just, I mean, honestly, I think for him, making it through this year is, is goal number one and yeah. just learning. Yeah. I mean, he only had, what, two rounds last year, and I think he was hurt. Mm-hmm. I think he crashed in both of them. So, you know, just getting that experience for him I think is key this year. Switching to 450s, uh, I like Dungey to win Daytona, win his first ever Daytona this weekend. I would not be surprised to see uh, Chad Reed on a podium at some spot. And uh, what do you think of those two uh, bold predictions? I I like them. I like the Reed prediction. I think that's bold. I'm not sure. Dungey's a bold pick. Um, man, I like Tomac. I just – and I hate to say it because he's going to get mad. No, I'm just kidding. I, his starts, man, if he can get off the gate, he'll mm-hmm. be good. And I don't mean get off the gate in six. I mean get off the gate in second. Right. Um, I think it's his. Um, I think he's going to be really fast. So mm-hmm. that's my pick. So I'll stick with that for now. Yeah, not too bad. What about Baggett? Would you be? I wouldn't be surprised to see him on the podium either. I mean, obviously JT already... may be walking. I'll say no, that. no. JT is uh, the bet was always uh, any race but Daytona. That oh, was... was it but Daytona? Yeah. Although oh, it turns out he won't be walking at all. He claims so. Good job on yeah, that one. Yeah, but, but I will say, back it, man. Wow, what a season! Huh? Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone saw this coming. No, um, no. I remember being back in Morgantown and filming those uh, preview videos, and 
I think I had some harsh words for Baggett. Like, you should have stayed in the 250s, something along that yeah, line. Yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> so, you know. But, I mean, I, like, like I said this week, I, I don't think it's, you know, I, I don't think you were in the wrong for that. I mean, he didn't have any 450 experience, no really 250 success. Um, and he mm-hmm. wasn't not much of a supercross rider, you know. He was, no. Forte uh, was outdoors. Yeah. And I don't know if it's Rick Johnson, you know, Mike Webb, what, what's going on over there, but he's definitely turned the season. Um, so credit to Webb for yeah. bringing him on and a nice little replacement for, uh, you know, that other guy that's missing. If your RCH team manager, Mark Johnson, or Kenny Rock- Watson, no, I'm kidding, but if you're Mark Johnson and Roxon's obviously dealing with a ligament issue, and we talked a little bit to Wygan about this earlier, if it's me and Roxon goes out there and gets another eighth or tenth, or he's you know he's basically riding at half speed, uh, I put him on the couch. I rest him because apparently his injury doesn't isn't bad enough that it needs surgery, but it does need rest, and he's not able to give it much rest. So to me, riding around eighth and tenth, uh, losing more and more points uh, that doesn't do anybody any good. But what what do you think? What's your take on it? Yeah, and I don't know how bad it is. I haven't talked to them. So I'm just going off what you're saying. If it is that bad, yeah, I think you sit them because you have Tickle doing good. So that keeps the sponsors happy. Um, you know, if Tickle was back in 12th every weekend, I could see him going, hey, let's let's tough it out for a few more mm-hmm. weeks. Um, keep our sponsors happy. You know, you keep up there. But, and Tickle's fifth or sixth or fourth every week. Um, well, I, I mean, yeah, if Roxon's if Roxon's on the podium – or even top five and in the race, then I'm fine with keeping him out there. But what he did in Atlanta, too, you know, starting sixth, finishing eighth, probably got right. a little bit lucky to finish eighth because Pike went down and and uh, Seeley went down. Um, you know, I, that's just not going to – that's not doing anybody any good. You're not getting on the podium. You're riding around out there. You're losing more and more points. you got a 450 motocross title to, to, to defend. So, Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think, you know, I, I have no problem with them waiting a couple weeks. Um, to see what happens to Dungey, because mm-hmm. I mean, you would hate to pull him, and then you know, on you know, Dungey goes down or something, then you would have been right there. So, you know, we still got what two months, almost three months till outdoors. So, yeah. I don't see the harm in waiting two weeks, um, three weeks to see what it does. Um, well, you, you got to jump Canard too, but yeah, I see your point. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had this question yesterday. Uh, Michael Lessie, Daytona, should we see a top five from him being a more outdoor course? And I, I didn't, no, right? I mean, no, no, I, don't, I don't think so. It, I mean, it's not really when outdoors. Is he ever really top five at Daytona? Alessi, you mean? You said yeah, Alessi. Yeah, I need top five there a lot. Um, Dun- yeah, I don't five. think Alessi's ever gotten to the top five in Daytona, has he? Right. Uh, he may have at some point, maybe factory season. Yeah, days maybe. Or I don't know. I'll say no, though. Right. <laughs> hey, uh, Josh Grant's been riding well lately. Yeah, right? What is, what is the turnaround? I um, know. From laying on the dirt in practically every race to start the season to now, you know, six places past weekend. So, Yeah, and he held off Chad, which I thought was even more impressive. Yeah. Um, yeah, what, I mean, it's. I think I was at, we had asked that to, to Villeman and, and those guys as the next racer, you know, what do you, how do you pull out of something like that? And, yeah, there are varying opinions, but hey, it was just kind of interesting to see how all of those guys have been in something like that and mm-hmm. and kind of pulled themselves out of it. So, yeah, man, more more power to him, man. Right. I think it was uh, he's riding well, and it seems like that's a a cool little like family atmosphere team. So, 
Um, All right, let's get to some calls here. Evan, what's up? You want to talk about the GP? Yeah, I just wanted to bring up what happened last year with the, the fuel issue that uh, most of the guys had except for the KTM team. Um, was that mainly – were they boiling fuel, and was that mainly due to um, – and I know KTM, they weren't, but was that the because of the – the perimeter frame bike compared to a KTM still being uh, uh, still n- conventional. You no, know, no, I think more of a saddle tank. I don't know if they were boiling or not. Um, there was something was going on. It had nothing to do with the frames. It was a type of fuel used. KTM was using a different type of fuel. The other teams were using something else that KTM oh, okay. only KTM had access to, and the something else brand, whatever brand that was, was jacking up pretty much everybody's bike. So nothing to do with the perimeter slash steel frame. And I don't know if it right. was boiling, although it, it, I remember reading about it, and it did sound like it was a boiling issue or it would bog a lot. Um, I would hope that that situation, however however it got fixed, would be fixed for this year. I mean, Thailand has strict fuel regulations, so the teams couldn't bring their regular fuel in, but yet somehow KTM was able to, which gave it another huge advantage and created a lot of ill feelings in the in the pits about KTM, you know, once again getting favored by Ustream, but... Um, I would hope that they had done something about it. Chase, have you heard anything more about this? No, no, I haven't. Um, I mean, as much as I try to keep track of the GPs, I'm obviously, you know, not inside, so yeah. no, I have no idea. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, Evan. I would hope that this is fixed. Well, however, whether yeah. you give everybody the KTM's fuel that they used or if you get or the other brand X fuel people fixed um you know, fix the issue, and uh, and you were able to use some kind of fuel that would clear customs, you know. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, it's weird how KTM's fuel was able to be used and the other guys weren't able to use their own fuel, you know. Yeah, I remember reading about it and, and yeah. watching it last year, but I didn't quite remember what it was. But I just wanted to just figure out to ask you guys, and hopefully, like you say, this year there will be uh, won't be any problems. Yeah, no, can you imagine? Again, looking it, forward it, to that, though. There would be more issues, yeah. Thanks, thanks, Evan. Okay, I'm taking it easy, guys. All right, thanks. Yeah, it uh, it should be interesting to see going forward how that works. Uh, man, that was a shocking result from RV Chaser. Yeah, it was, and, and you know, I don't think we it's panic button mode, Tom. But man, it no. was it was weird. Like <laughs> him stalling. Like when's the last time you saw RV stall or, or yeah. it was electrical or whatever? Right. Um, well, I mean, I man, when, as a former mechanic, I mean. The I believe DV heard from his source that it wasn't, but I find it hard to believe that RV would make that mistake on his own. So as a former mechanic, I think that starting line thing was a, a electronic malfunction, and I'd heard they'd had that problem in preseason with the ignition, with the launch uh, mode of that ignition, and so they had that problem in preseason, and they still didn't fix it for the first GP, and then you have a rear brake going out, for Moto Two, like that, as a former mechanic, that's all on the team, man. You know, that's yeah. That's right I mean, and you know, it's, he was riding well, so I don't want to say he didn't look. He was riding great. okay. He wasn't. Yeah, I mean, he was riding yeah. well. I mean, enough to. Yeah, I think if on a norm, or on a normal track, I mean, he was I all think over. He was top five. Yeah, but still, think what you're saying there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, which is weird. Yeah. I mean, but also again, you know, it's his first race. I think that last race went off at like 10 p.m. local time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just a weird set of circumstances. Opening up under lights and uh, and Qatar. I mean, it's just it was surprising. But it's when you really look at all the 
surrounding it, it is kind of a fluky place to open. And even going to Thailand and Argentina. I don't, um, but you're, I mean, you're looking at like the other riders had to deal with the same things, you know? Yeah, but they've dealt with it before. They've been to Qatar. They've been to Thailand. Ah, Chaser. They're used to, I mean, they're used to this. So you sound like an American. No, I'm not making excuses. I mean, he got beat handily. Um, and I think it's going to be a tough championship for him. I've said that all along. Um, I don't know how. He, I don't. Yeah, I don't know how he goes and uh, makes the podium this weekend in one week. No, I don't. I don't know? think he, he he wins a moto this weekend. No, no, I, I definitely don't think he does. So interesting stuff. Uh, thanks, Chaser. Thanks for joining us on the show, man. Always a good time. Well, I, I'll see you this weekend, then. That, that's, uh, yeah, that's awesome. yeah. See you this weekend. Work on that sweet life, man. Oh, dude, I know. <laughs> I got. Believe me, I got a text in. I, I if it doesn't work, uh, I may just watch it from the press room. That may be the where uh, I, I may join you because yeah. uh, I think it's supposed to rain too. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I won't be on the the track side. Uh, unfortunately, we have to do uh, we have to actually do reports and stuff. So right. be kind of impossible to do that. Yeah, but. for sure. All right, thanks, Jason. All right, man. See ya. See ya. Fly racing Moto sixty show presented by NFab. Just wrapping up here. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Again, giving away a kids. Uh, Fly Racing Kids Strider Bike. Pretty pretty sweet deal. Just email contest at uh, uh We'll probably leave this thing open for a week or something, and then uh, after that you, we'll close it up. We'll get uh, Fly Racing to pick a pick a uh, email number, and uh, that, that guy will win. So it's that easy. Uh, 702-586-7857 if you want to uh, uh, call us and, and well, before we wrap up. But Daytona coming up this weekend. Daytona Speedway. Uh, Going to be interesting to see what happens there. This weekend, uh, Kyle is the last call of the day. Kyle, what's up, man? Hey guys, how's it going today? Good, thanks for calling. Always enjoy listening to the podcast. Um, hey, uh, with uh, J Law bouncing around in Florida right now, you don't figure he uh, will take a shot at Daytona, do you? No, no, not at all. I mean, I have to get his pro license. He'd have to. Oh, okay. Uh, I wasn't aware if he. No, I didn't. Uh, yeah. wasn't aware. If I think his ra- I think his racing days are over, man. So. Yeah, yeah, I probably agree with you there. Yeah. All right, guys. All right, well, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yep. J Law tits. I. J Law. You can never get rid of him. He's worse than herpes. He'll never go away. Hey, look at the guy. The Racer X put his riding video like in breaking news. Now I'm not criticizing Racer X for that, but if you're J Law and people who help J Law, and he can still get you in breaking news. It's pretty impressive. I'm just saying. Yeah. He's been out of the game for four the, years. There are active riders who can't even get in breaking news. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly my point. But yeah. people will never let it go, that's for sure. But, uh, you know, hey, whatever. Good for J-Law. He rides a shit ton, though. Oh, my God. I, I follow him on Instagram. He's riding more now than he when, when he was professional. Than when he won his championship. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by NFAB. Thank you, Tits. And uh, 26 seconds. I'll work on that maybe this afternoon. Thanks, everybody, for listening. It's a long time. 26 seconds? Yeah. I know where I can make up 10. You got 16 to work on. I got a problem there. Good luck. See you next week, everybody.